Welcome to the Kentucky Gentleman Podcast, where we discuss all things real estate and provide valuable insights into the world of construction, design, development, investing, and sales. Located in Louisville, Kentucky, here are your hosts, award-winning custom home builder Jason Black with Artisan Signature Homes and top-selling realtor John Mand with Lenihan Sotheby's International Realty. So John, different day and age. I mean, what better way to introduce a podcast than when we're all working from home and trying to figure out what life is going forward? What have you been working on? Yeah, well, I've had a lot of time on my hands. So, uh, you know, starting a podcast seemed like a, a good idea. This is one of those projects that probably would have been hard to get off the ground in the middle of the spring, you know, selling season. But with the new circumstances, it, it seems like maybe it was perfect timing. I think so. Yeah, we probably we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. And what better time than having some spare time to to kick that off the ground. So, yeah, I've been cleaning out the basement, still going to organize the garage. And, you know, we're still working a little bit. So just trying to balance all that. It's it's definitely an interesting time. Yeah, it is. It is. I, the garage is on my list. Hopefully I'll get that knocked out this week. But real estate uh, sales and obviously construction are, are essential businesses uh, per the governor. So there's still some work to be done, just not as much. And so trying to stay in work mode and servicing the clients that need to transact during this time but at the same time, trying to take advantage of, of the extra family time and the time around the house to do those projects. So it's just really a weird kind of halfway on, halfway off kind of limbo that we've been in here for a while. For sure. I've definitely found still time to procrastinate on those household <laughs> chores because I said like a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to wait until it's 70 degrees before I go clean out the garage. And I think we had like five straight days of the 70s. And yeah. There the garage sits. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think there's a vaccine for procrastination. So, no, uh, <laughs> well, so I think our first episode was good and it was just an introduction. I think we kind of introduced our audience to a little bit about you and I learned a little bit about you and I think they'll find your career path very enlightening yeah very well interesting. I, I thought the same about yours it's uh you know it's interesting that there's these non-traditional kind of uh, career progressions that occur and uh yeah you just kind of hop in the stream of life and and see where it takes you and so i was i was equally interested in just hearing some of your backstory and uh, all the uh info on spreadsheets and cubicles to uh you know job <laughs> sites and uh you know uh, swinging hammers yeah, no. So I guess without further ado, guys, you all enjoy. I think John and I dubbed it our first date on the podcast. So check it out. Don't forget, you know, we got some more good stuff coming at you, but this will be the first of many new podcasts. All right, guys. So we thought we'd bring you all along on our first date so you guys can get to know John Mann and Jason Black a little bit better. So John, start me off. Did you always know you wanted to be a realtor? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I didn't know this was a date. I feel, <laughs> I feel underdressed all of a sudden, uh, but we'll just go with it. No, I never, never thought I would be a realtor. And, uh, you know, if anybody would have told me 15 years ago or something that I'd be selling residential real estate and doing a good job uh, at it, <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't have believed them because up to that point, all I'd ever wanted to be was a, an airline pilot. So uh, selling houses is not a natural career progression at all. So, gosh, 
airline pilot to how does that even happen and were you an airline did you ever make it to be an airline pilot where'd you start i did i did so uh, yeah i went to purdue university for their aviation program and pursued the dream that i'd had since a kid of just becoming an airline pilot and i think the problem was i peaked too early uh or maybe (laughs) i just set my sights too low you know pun intended i guess but you know, I, I ended up in an airline and uh, flew there for four years, and, and I found myself at 25 years old. I had upgraded to captain, so I was uh, the pilot in command and in flying a jet, you know, aircraft, passenger aircraft. And, at how uh, old now? At, at 25. 25? At okay. 25. And then it just hit me that that was it, that the rest of my career was going to be doing what I was already doing at 25 years old. And that terrified me. Were you a young captain for your your peers? I was on the younger end. It's hard to get into the left seat much quicker than that. Um, But there were certainly other, plenty of other guys my age and girls, um, you know, in their mid twenties that uh, were were upgrading at that time to the left seat. Yeah, it was, that was it. I I just thought, you know, this is great. This is what I've always wanted to do. I'm just doing it way sooner than I thought I was going to. (laughs) And what am I going to do next? And so I'd always had an interest in real estate, had some opportunities arise and and followed those. And uh, in 2010, uh, Sotheby's International Realty opened up an office here in uh, Louisville under John Linehan and had the opportunity to join in with the first uh, 10 agents uh, that that, uh, launched that operation, and the rest is history. So did you know John Linehan prior to working with him? I I did not. I did not. I was blessed to have some uh, mutual connections, and uh, a friend who's also an agent in our office uh, had a relationship with John and and was able to, uh, Chuck Pence, and he was able to get us uh, both in the door with the first 10 agents he hired, and uh, within... Gosh, I'd say three or four months after that, I was running the company as the president for John. So were you in the left seat then? I was, I was. And despite having uh, no credentials or relevant work experience that actually qualified me for the job, John Lenahan took a, a chance on me and uh, it, and it all worked out. We, we had a great time building a, a great company together. So how long did you fly for prior to joining Linehan? Just four years uh, professionally. Okay. Yeah. Well, I should say four years under an airline. I continued to fly for uh, charter operations and uh, private individuals uh, up until I became uh, full-time in the real estate business in 2010. So. All right. And now, where are you from? Are you from Louisville? Louisville area. So Southern Indiana originally, which is why uh, Purdue was the in-state school with an aviation program. So okay. that's, that's how I ended up over there. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, though, now? Oh, I'm just here to talk about you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Gosh, I I never dreamed that I would be a residential home builder. You know, it, it was never, a, I guess, an aspiration that looking back, it was something I never thought about. But as the older I get, I look back, it's like, okay, as a kid, I used to walk through new construction houses and I'd always be, you know, I was always interested in real estate. It just never dawned on me that it could be a profession. Uh So Uh I started my career. I went to St. Xavier High School here in Louisville, Bellarmine College back then, Mm -hmm. got a master's in business. And my first junior achievement guy that came in and talked to me at St. X worked at a company called Vincor Kindred Healthcare. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that sounds like a cool place. So that's where I wanted to go work. Uh-huh. So after I got my degree from Bellarmine, my first job was at Vincor. And I was doing financial analysis and budgeting and 
Sounds exciting. I know. I was, uh, you know. <laughs> Just what you wanted to be when you grew up. Right? <laughs> I want to sit in a cubicle and, and do spreadsheets. I was. That's what I was doing. I yeah. was sitting in a cubicle doing spreadsheets, worked with a lot of great people, and did that for a few years and ended up getting my MBA and worked for a couple other smaller companies and worked for Humana for a few years. And then it just was not very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And again, great work experience, great people. But just I was like, man, if I'm going to have to do this the rest of my life, it's going to be a miserable existence. <laughs> and just by I don't know if you call it dumb luck, but I was let go from one of those companies mm -hmm. and took a severance package. And I just, I think Gretchen, my wife was pregnant with our second child at yeah. the time and, you know, got no money and another second kiddo on the way. And I looked at her and said, I think I want to be a home builder. And I told that to my mom and she's like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only builders I know are like broke and, you know, yeah, just over leveraged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I started that path and I just called up three or four builders who honestly I didn't know at the time and who were the leaders in the industry and took them out to lunch and mm -hmm. just started picking their brains and mm -hmm. they would tell me whatever I want. I still remember Joe Pusateri, who was a famous, uh, I'd say famous, but he was probably one of the premier yeah. luxury custom builders and made a great name for himself. And he's like, look, Jason, I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you all my secrets. I'll give you anything you want to do. I do it to everybody. Yeah. He said, but you won't listen to me. Yep. People, People just don't listen. They'll do it their way. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I tried to listen to some of Joe's advice and it's, it's, it's been very helpful and I appreciate those guys taking the time mm -hmm. for me. And, you know, so in turn, I try to do that with guys now that are trying to get into the business or learn more about real estate. So I'm always trying to be open and, and share my experience because, it's been a great ride. It's been a wild ride, but it's it's been fun. Yeah, I bet. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it in, in my context, but I think the same is, is true for you. You know, that early job that you had, you know, doing spreadsheets and budgets and all in the financial background, the MBA, I mean, that's had to help you out tremendously in the, you know, managing these complex projects and, and the finances that go along with that. Well, you know, somebody is entrusting me to manage their their process. And I have people that hand over hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to me. And, you know, the fact that I do have an MBA and it, it adds that instant credibility that back when I started this 20 years ago, I was baby faced and no gray hair. Yeah. You know, it, uh, <laughs> that was me at 25 in the cockpit. <laughs> you know, people people don't like seeing a guy without gray hair up front. That's so. right. So it, it took a little while to get people to trust me to, to build that uh, multimillion dollar home. But, you know, we had that that excellent training and background that it, it does help, you know, run a business because, you know, most builders that grew up in the trade as a carpenter or a framer, they don't have that knowledge of, of running a business. And mm -hmm. I've seen, and I've seen it in my day, I've seen so many talented builders who I admire and their creativity is just awesome, but they can't manage the business because, you know, you get a lot of money coming your way, but 
it's not always yours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to manage that and be cautious and conservative mm-hmm. with it. So I think you're right. That background has definitely helped me in this business. Yeah. I mean, that's something that uh, I've talked to people uh, about before. Just, you know, they'll ask about the progression from airline pilot to, to realtor and, and how did that work? And but I look back on it and say that, you know, that experience is exactly why I'm successful in this business, that coming from the airline world, everything is is highly standardized and, you know, they're systematized. And so, you know, following checklists is second nature to me. And so none of the stuff that I do, just like Joe Pusateri mentioned, everything I do is public knowledge. I mean, we publish our playbook online Anybody can do it, but nobody will. And because it turns out it's, it's a lot of hard work you know, showing up every day and doing this stuff. But but for me, I'm just wired that way that I can follow a checklist. I can grind it out and I can follow, you know, actually implement my plan and do it consistently with the same quality control each and every time. That's where I think a lot of people in my business kind of fail or fall off is it's easy to be good, you know, one week and then kind of let off the next. But just uh, following that checklist is that is what I do. I've got the checklist discipline, as they call it in the cockpit. So, Well, and I think that is a great background to have, especially with when you're doing client interaction and you're dealing with professionals who are buying and, and mm-hmm. building these multimillion dollar homes. They expect answers. They want them quickly. And sometimes it's as simple as returning a phone call or doing what you said you're going to do. But if you've got that process that you've been ingrained Mm -hmm. over the years, then it just becomes second nature to you. Yeah. Well, and I think it it also helps. You know, uh, everything seems to be an emergency in real estate. But coming from a background where, you know, we rehearse, you know, engine fires and failures and, you know, (laughs) hydraulic malfunctions and pressurization problems, I mean, a real estate, you know, a transaction is typically not that high stakes and not, um, you know, as time sensitive. You must as never have done a home inspection. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so having a little bit of emotional control or perspective when these things kind of get heated up, I think it's helpful to be that the calming voice over the intercom that says, uh, you know, just sit back, relax. You know, yeah. we got this. We, uh, we've been down this road. We, before. You know, we've done a few bumps ahead, but we, yeah. we can we can get you through to the other side. So I think that's been uh uh, been a helpful part. And, and then just the, you know, being able to, to you know, the exercise judgment and decisions, you know, decision making. Again, it's easy to kind of get paralyzed sometimes. There's so much information and, and things like that. But, you know, one of the things I learned was you make a decision and you implement it. And that's part of just being in, in uh, pilot in command. And, and you're always open to reevaluating if that was the right decision or not, but you can't not make a decision. Well, I think that is, I mean, that is such an important factor for my business, your business, or any business. It's, I run into it, you know, we're, we're building these houses and people have to make selections. And I'm, again, dealing with professionals oh, yeah. that, you know, they manage businesses or run, you know, hospitals or whatever. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, how do you do your job if you can't pick a paint color? I'm like, but you're you're so right in making those decisions. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always told my guys that work for me, they're on encounter or my mm-hmm. kids. I'm like, look, you're gonna make mistakes, but just trust your gut, make that decision. And then, like you said, you've made it. You'll you'll not know at the time if it was right or not, yeah. but you know, down the road you can look back and determine mm-hmm. if it was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so key is to be able to, I mean, simple decision-making is so important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, something that 
it's hard to teach people, I think. But um, I think you're, again, we're going to, this will be a, a theme for the podcast is, you know, you being in the left seat of that cockpit, you've got to make those split second decisions. You know, if there's a thunderstorm coming, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to think about it overnight. Yeah. You're going to veer that plane or yeah. make a different path. Well, that's it. You know, you can't pull over uh, in the sky. <laughs> and so, you know, you're going, you know, into the thunderstorm, you know, if you don't make a decision, it's going to be made for you. Um, yeah. And so, and I think in the same way, that's true of life. I mean, a lot of times that not making a decision can be a decision in itself. And it's often the worst decision. So just, yeah, being able to just to actually execute, you know, decision-making and execution, I think have been uh, critical uh, skills that I learned in the cockpit that directly translated into uh, the real estate world. Not to say you've got to start in the airlines in order to end up in real estate, but it certainly worked out okay for me. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's pretty good stuff. I've made plenty of wrong decisions in my life, but you know, more good than bad. Yeah. And then, you know, the good outweighs the bad and, well, yeah. and you move on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I guess on that, I mean, tell me a little bit about your business, uh, Artisan Signature Homes. And I'd say the good has definitely outweighed the bad. You've had quite a success story there and uh, plenty of awards and accolades that have gone along with that. At the end of the day, I just, I love houses. I love good architecture and I really enjoy working with the customer from the start to the finish. You know, a lot of time a customer comes to us and has either seen our work or they've seen a house that inspires them. And then it's my goal is to not recreate something, but create something new for them that's Mm -hmm. specific and unique to them and start from the beginning and walk them through the whole process. And can some of these people have worked their whole life for this moment and they're going to entrust me and my team to build it for them, which is, which is pretty awesome. It's really amazing. What we get to do is take somebody's life savings or investment or dream and bring it into reality. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm blessed to be able to do that. I'm not stuck in a cubicle anymore. I get the flexibility. I'm, I'm in the field. I'm checking on jobs. We're meeting and it's a fast paced job. We make a lot of decisions during the day. Gosh, no telling how many decisions we make during the day that, that go into it. But, you know, I don't do it all myself. So I have a business partner, Jimmy King, and I went to high school together. We started Artisan back in 2015, about five years ago. And we've got two project managers who are out in the field who help carry our visions to reality, Dan and Zach. And then Meg is our our office glue that holds us all together. (laughs) And then, of course, my talented wife, Gretchen, does a lot of our she's our design inspiration leader for the, the company and implements and really makes us look good. So her and I really strategize on on the design and not necessarily trying to be trendy, but we try to find those items that are going to appeal to our customers now and in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's that fine balance. And we're always looking for those fresh ideas. And her and I have lived in, I think, 14 different homes since Mm -hmm. we've been married and we've built a handful of those. So she's a trooper. (laughs) Yeah, she's a trooper. So we, we love to enjoy those experiences. And I think those experiences where Gretchen and I get to work together help me know what my customer is going through. So, and it, it allows me to make sure my, my subs and vendors are all, you know, doing the right things and, you know, sharing the right process for what artisan is and that vision. So it's a pretty neat 
process and job that that I get to do on a daily basis with artisans. So it, it's been been fun. So now, do you do it all yourself, or do you have a team? Or talk to me about what you're doing. Well, I, I've got a team, and I rely on them uh, extensively. So uh, it's been a, a process to kind of work through. Started out actually on a team, and then as an individual agent, and, and now back to uh, building a team currently. Yeah, it's been a process. So my business is like yours in a lot of ways, but it's a personal service business. And so what I have found uh, just trying to uh, prepare myself for success or scale up a little bit, it's a delicate balance. It's a fine line between wanting to personally attend to every detail uh, of each transaction for every client and also not spreading myself too thin where the uh, service uh, you know level uh, falls below the threshold that, you know, that I need it to be at. Uh, again, I've got to execute at the highest level. That's what my clients expect. And uh, so it's it's taken time. I've had misfires over the years, miss, you know, starts. But uh, I, you know, have been blessed to just find the the best people in the business. So I've got uh, Rain Doherty, um, who's been with me three years, Brandon Jones, a top agent that joined our company from another firm uh, where he was the top agent a year ago. And then uh, Georgia Farnan is just a listing coordinator and relocation director for our team. She just comes with a wealth of experience, just a, an absolute consummate professional that used to actually manage our company. Once I retired or from my position as president, uh, she stepped in and filled that role for a number of years. And so now we're really lucky to just have her on the team. But you well, know, it's, to- it's interesting that you know, when most people think of a builder or a realtor, I think a lot of times they think of them as individuals. Mm-hmm. But as you and I sit here and talk and chat and I think about it, I have a team. Yeah. And you have a team. Yeah. And you're producing what, you're three years in a row, the top real estate agent in Louisville for the luxury market? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And Obviously, you couldn't have done that by yourself. No, no, could not have done it. And and just having the right people makes all the difference. I mean, it, as you were talking about with your clients, you know, the same holds true with mine that, you know, they're trusting me with one of their largest assets. These real estate transactions, just moving in general is a, is a high level stressor. You know, if you terms of looking at life events, there's a lot of stress that, that occurs on a, a person that goes through that. But then these are also usually coupled with another stressor. You've got births or divorces, marriages, deaths, you know, new job, lost a job, whatever. There's some life event that often triggers the real estate transaction. And so you compound, you know, whatever that original precipitating event was with uh, moving, you know, sometimes locally, sometimes across the country or around the world. And, And these are stressful times. And so we get to enter into these people's lives entrusted with their, you know, one of the most important assets on their balance sheet at a, at a key moment uh, where they're under a lot of emotional stress, uh, maybe financial stress sometimes, you know, we get to guide them through those, uh, you know, bumpy, <laughs> the bumpy weather, the thunders, yeah. guide them around the thunderstorms, <laughs> you know, and, and safely land that plane. And so it's just, a, it's an incredible blessing to be able to to walk alongside people during that time and just to kind of shepherd them through that process. And, you know, the, the people that are on the team make all the difference. I mean, there's only so many hours a, a, in a day and only so much that I can do. And so just having people that I know that I can trust implicitly to deliver the same level of care to those clients that I would do and just to treat them like family. It's been just a key component in it. And it's taken a long time to just get the right people in place to make sure that, that we, uh, 
function like that. Well, and I think that's the key of having a team and having the right players on the team because it, I was that guy that always wanted to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. And it took me years Been there. to... I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is a curse because there's a certain way you want to do it. But at the end of the day, there's certain things that I'm not good at that my partner Jimmy or Meg or somebody is better at that they should be doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you can learn to delegate, you grow and actually your clients will get a better product and a better process. So that's it. You know, it, and it's, uh, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in it and think, Hey, they want John Mand or they want Jason Black. That's not true. They want the product that you deliver or the service that I deliver. But, you know, John Mann is not just me. You know, then when somebody wants me, they want the success that they associate with me by the marketing and other things that I've put out there. But, you know, having that team in place to actually deliver the service, that's a good thing for the client. I mean, ultimately, and as long as that's explained up front, you know, how those processes work, the clients are very receptive to that and understand it. I've seen people kind of do a bait and switch, you know, with a, with a licensed assistant or something that, hey, you hire the agent and and all of a sudden, you know, you've got the paralegal you know, type thing right, assigned right. to the file. You know, that's not how we work at all. But it is it requires very clear explanation uh, to, on the process up front to the customer to say, hey, I'm involved. You know, you want me. But what we're really delivering is this service that uh, this level of service that you you expect based on what we've promised. And here's how we deliver that service. And I think the same thing for your houses, you know, that people I'm sure they'd love you to be over there swinging a hammer uh, <laughs> you know, and driving every nail into it. But they want the finished product yeah. that that they know you will deliver, and you've got a team of people in place, a huge team. When you get into your subcontractors yeah. and everything, it's a too, whole different to deliver when you include all those yeah. panels as well. So, well, tell me a little bit about your passions or hobbies or family, other than all things real estate. Yeah. For a second. So, uh, for me, uh, one of my passions is, is still flying. So, even the uh, you know, I don't get paid to do it anymore. I still do it. <laughs> I pay to do it as much as I possibly can. That's a huge passion of mine has been uh, and it's funny I I go flying to kind of you know clear my head and get away from everything and just to relax or unwind and for my wife getting in an airplane is like the most stressful thing <laughs> <laughs> that she you know ever does and so it, it seems totally alien to her that I would go up there just to relax and unwind but she's a trooper she does uh, fly along with me uh, begrudgingly sometimes okay. but she does and the kids enjoy that as well we've got three kids uh, ages. Uh, six, eight, and ten. Um, so uh, busy at home, uh, but just uh, you know, yeah, blessed to have a, a phenomenal family that's super supportive of this uh, crazy real estate career that I've put together. It definitely is a, a crazy real estate career. Mm-hmm. I, I laugh because, you know, so I'm married. My wife is Gretchen. We've been together since, gosh, early in our, co- our freshman year in college. And we've got three wonderful boys. They're not even boys. They're men now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Max is getting ready to turn 14. So he's my youngest. I've got Noah's going off to college to the University of Georgia mm-hmm. next fall. And then Austin, my oldest, just got married last year. He's at Bellarmine getting his doctorate in physical therapy mm-hmm. and his beautiful wife, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got a great, great family. My leisure time is spent with the family. We we mm-hmm. really enjoy our time together, and I do enjoy a little bit of golfing. I don't do that as much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our Sunday drives are still revolve around driving around the woods. We're still <laughs> looking for that undeveloped street or neighborhood or next deal. So we we spend a lot of our time doing that. Looking at houses, huh? That's what we do, man. 
Yeah, yeah. That's funny. See, when I was flying, my wife, you know, I'd come back from a trip and, and all she wanted to do was go somewhere. You know, let, let's <laughs> let's fly somewhere. Of course, we could do it for free. And, uh, you know, it was it was always tough for me because I said, well, that, that I've been doing that for the last week. You That's know? right. I'm the last thing I want to do is, is go to an airport, you know, fly in a plane, stay in a hotel and, and you know, have a meal at a restaurant. I want to sit on my couch, you know, <laughs> and, and have a home cooked meal. So it's funny that you do that. Go look at houses after you're in them all day, uh, every day. I know our kids, anytime we go on a vacation, they, they know that, you know, they're old enough now that they'll just hang back or go to the beach and Gretchen, I'll either take a bike ride or we're. Mm-hmm. You know, she always, she'll pull up like wherever we're at, she'll look for like the anthropology or the high net worth areas and mm-hmm. we'll just go, go driving and taking pictures. But you know, that's what inspires us and yeah. we'll, we'll bring some ideas back and we always like to incorporate ideas from our travels into our builds. And usually it's somewhere down South or the low country or 30A and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our style has been influenced by our travels over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved watching you on uh, Instagram and, and those le- neat little details that you post. I, I do notice them pop up, uh, you know, in the homes that you guys are building. So it is cool. The social media aspect of business has totally changed over the last I'd say more than a few years, but it's it's really evolved in, in my business and been a big driver in my business. And now we're venturing into YouTube. We've created our own little channel, Building mm-hmm. a Better South, and we're just taking a little deeper dive into the real estate market that we so love. So, and, and I guess you and I are developing this new podcast. So yeah. what, what are we going to get into and uh, what can people expect from our podcast? I don't think we're going to have any shortage of things to talk about uh, <laughs> in our podcast. You know, when you start talking about real estate, I think it's just such a universally interesting topic. I mean, I think, uh, cause most people own real estate. Um, and so they have uh, an interest in it. They, they know something about it. They've bought a a home or they're selling a home or they just live in a home, you know, right. There's just a wonderful universe uh, surrounding that, just the idea of home, you know, and what that means to people. And so, uh, you know, there's, as I said, no shortage of topics for us to, to chat about here. I think I'm looking forward to kind of rolling this out. Yeah, I think so. I think we can take deep dives into the, the home aspect and living, but I think I'd like to talk about the investing part of real Definitely. estate. It's always a... Definitely. I think people have always been attracted to real estate as an investment is because, you know, if you invest in the stock market, you don't know the guy at Apple or, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other companies that you're entrusting mm-hmm. your money with. But yeah. if you invest in a rental house or, you know, apartment complex or mm-hmm. something, you can drive by it. You can touch it. You can feel it. You yeah. can get that rent check coming in. So I think people can relate to real estate is why, I mean, anytime I go to a dinner party or out talking to somebody, it, it always revolves and comes back to real estate, it seems like. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is a universal. It's, uh, yeah, sports, uh, weather, and real estate. You know, every, anybody can talk about the, one of those three things. Yeah. No question. But uh, yeah, the investing side, definitely development. There's just a ton of good information there. These are conversations that I have with clients regularly. And I think that's what I'm most excited about with the podcast is I find myself week after week often having the same conversations with various clients. And so, you know, if it's important to them, I'm sure it's important to a lot of other people. And so I think just being able to have a, a format or a channel to take these conversations that I'm already having, uh, that people, questions that people are asking about the market or, or how things are going, and being able to put that into the podcast 
and push that out there weekly, I think it's just going to be a really, really cool opportunity to get some value add uh, content uh, available for people. I think so. And I think we can dive into even, I know you do a lot of home inspections and appraisals Mm -hmm. and gosh, mortgages, loans, all kinds of stuff that we'll touch. And we're going to reach out to you guys too, as our listeners to, if there's anything you all want to hear, want us to talk about, let us know through our various channels and we'll try to incorporate that into the podcast. So I think for the majority of our podcasts, we will try to bring a guest on. We'll have a couple where John and I will just be talking about current market conditions. And John's, as you guys have heard a little bit or know, he's very analytical. So he's going to be given some market reports yeah, and absolutely. kind of given an overview of what our market is locally as well as even nationally. So mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun for, for you guys because I think we'll reach a, a broad audience and Everybody is interested in real estate. Well, and I'm interested in hearing uh, some of these deep dives into the process of building a home. I mean, there's no shortage uh, of content there either from the designing, you know, the inspiration, the selections you talked about, you know, that process, pricing, you know, the the scheduling, various subs and just kind of watching that process from start to finish. I'm I'm super excited to hear more about that. We'll let you behind the magic curtain. (laughs) See what what happens back there. See where the sausage is made i guess yeah yeah no uh that'll be uh that'll be really uh really cool and i think valuable content for people to hear i mean most people don't build homes for themselves or are involved in the process but uh, as i said most people live in a home and so it'll be kind of i think eye-opening for a lot of people well, just to hear what goes into that and, to, and i think people be surprised at how much thought and effort goes into even the most probably mundane of details in that process and i think a lot of people historically have been somewhat I'm going to say intimidated by building a house just because there's probably been so many horror stories. I don't think you hear as much of that nowadays as, you know, you can't hide. So I'm anything I do is out there and all of my customers are out there. And Mm -hmm. if somebody has a great or a bad experience, it's going to be out there. So it's our goal to make our clients happy and sing from the mountaintops about their experience with artisans. So I think you guys are going to enjoy our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I know I'm looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some valuable content there and uh, excited to be going on this with you. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this, this intro to John and Jason and uh, a little insight into the, the Kentucky gentleman of uh, Louisville real estate. Thank you for listening to the Kentucky gentleman podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the work Jason and John are doing, you can follow them on Instagram at Artisan Signature Homes and at John Mand and Associates. If you're interested in working with John to buy or sell real estate, you can contact him at johnmand.com. If you're interested in working with Jason for a custom home build, you can contact him at artisansignaturehomes.com. And finally, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're at it, if you can leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it and would love to hear from you. We'll catch you on our next episode of Kentucky Gentlemen.